Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, I got an issue. This, uh, this coming weekend, uh, I have to probably uh, not have just uh, one sleepover at somebody else's house, but mm, perhaps two. Sleepover? What are you, Ted? Yeah, I know. Well, I, I, I hate <laughs> you going to a friend's house for a sleepover? I am. My, my, my parents said it was okay. Okay. I, uh, Pack in a bag, uh-huh. your pillow. My you take your brush. pillow? Uh, when I was a kid, would I take my pillow? No, I don't think so. Not, no, not even now. Right. Uh, but you and I, yeah, I'm different. Listen, that's why you don't get invited to sleepovers, because you need a U-Haul. Right. Oh, yeah. For all your stuff. Well, I don't want to go anyway. No, I don't either. I, I uh, for a long time, I, I like visiting. I like uh, spending time with friends and family. Then I like to go home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't uh, I don't like waking up in somebody else's house. I don't like sleeping in somebody else's bed. Uh, I'm, I'm always just a little, uh, I'm uneasy with the whole thing. But Saturday, I agreed. We're going down to a buddy of mine I've known my whole life. They live in Cambridge. So it's a bit of a hike and you know, have drinks and all of that. So we're going to stay. And, and that's why I've brought myself around to that. And it happens like twice a year. They come to our place in the summer. We go down and see them in the winter. So a one-off I, I, I can deal with. But I, I avoid as much as I possibly can. I like staying in hotels and Resorts and all of that stuff because right. you wake up in your own room with your own stuff. Yeah, it's how much? How much do you talk to this person? Uh, we tax back and forth on a regular basis. On a regular basis, yeah. Like, yeah. like, do you have enough conversation to take up two days? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Like, we will get there Saturday uh, late afternoon. We'll right. have dinner. Uh, there'll be a lot of drinking and giggling and silliness. Yeah, you know. And then Saturday morning there will be some breakfast. And we'll we'll be on our way, I guess. But I, yeah, I mean, look, he was my best man. I was his best man. We mm. have known each other forever. If I, history, yes. If I met him today, we probably wouldn't be friends. We don't have a lot in common anymore. <laughs> but we have history. We're like brothers, you know. Um, it it kind of sounds like when you stay at a bed and breakfast. Like, it's one of the more awkward yeah. situations. And it's not, okay, it's all fine the night of. You've had a few drinks and uh, it's all cool. All right, just give me a bed to crash in. Well, then the next morning, mm. you're waking up in somebody else's house, and it just it's just awkward. And I don't mind having people. Actually, I quite enjoy having people stay at our house. I mean, with the pool in the summertime, we've we've had housefuls of people crashed out everywhere, right. couches and all over the place. You're up making breakfast? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I enjoy hosting. I just don't like going somewhere right. else. Well, then I guess you shouldn't feel guilty in the morning about them serving you and making breakfast and stuff. If you, if that's something you'd like to do yourself, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, we, I mean, certainly, even when we were in Brampton and you know, and all the family was around and the kids were young, right? Our house was ground zero all the time. Especially if you're waking up hungover, do you really want to be in someone else's house at that I know. Point? But here's the thing with my uh, alcoholism: um, <laughs> I, 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 I never get a hangover. That's true. Uh, but here's what adds to it. So my mother-in-law is in Brampton. Now, you know, my mother-in-law is on her own. And, and if you have in-laws, mother-in-law, father-in-law, and they're elderly, you know, she's uh, almost 80 now and she's on her own. So everybody likes to check in with her. And I totally get that. But Maria thought, well, okay, we if we're going to Bra- if we're going to Cambridge, we're going to pass through uh, oh, Brampton. Yeah. Stop in. Why don't we go out Friday and stay at my mom's? Oh. So now I got two sleepovers. Double sleepover. Oh, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> now again, I love my mother-in-law, but it's like Back to the Future. It's like 1982 <laughs> in her house. There's no internet. The TV is basic cable. 
What am I to do? And you can't really do much because when your sons, I'm sure, complain about going over and hanging out there for any extended period of time, yeah. you tell them that they just got to get over it. So now, now you have to eat your words. You know, they're actually, they're actually better about it than I am. <laughs> like... Like, they've gone over and helped her in the garden, like, spent a day or two yeah, with her helping right. her in the garden. I, I avoid at all costs. Well, of course you do. But I'm just, I love family. I do. I just I just feel like you, you can spend time with family and friends. You can really catch up, and then you can go home. Right. For the many, sleepover is my problem. For many, the last couple of years have been a great out. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like perfect. It. Oh, you want to have a silver? Can't. Pandemic. Well, come by, can't. Sorry, pandemic. I read on the the news. Uh, I see stuff on uh, social media. Possible sixth wave. I'm like, cancel Easter. Cancel Easter. Can't do it again this year. Oops. What do we do? So now, will you? Uh, do you? Uh, have you, have you just said no to sleep? Like if Adrian said, uh, okay, we're going to go visit my my uh, friend from high school in uh, the, the Ottawa uh, or somewhere within a reasonable drive, yeah. I guess. A couple of hours of a drive. Would you try your best to avoid the sleepover? I would try my best to avoid a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know how at this point. The dog might be a good out for that. Yeah, yeah there's an out right there. Because right, are you going to put him in a kennel? Are you going to pay for this? Can't ask people to have them sleep over. Right, you can, but I don't want to. Right, um, right. Yeah, I, I would. I would find it out for the sleepover. But then, uh, you know, as you said, you gotta you gotta be a designated driver at that mm-hmm. point too. Mm-hmm. So if I want if I want that out, especially if we're going to visit her friends, then I've got to be the one who says I'll be the designated driver. So now you're hanging out with her friends sober. <sighs> I'd be I. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the sleepover over that. Right. I don't know that I could spend the evening sober. Right, right. <laughs> but you know me too. Like I'd, I'd probably go for the hotel. Let's let's go hotel then. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Well, because doesn't that then, seem rude though? That seems rude to me. Well, but you, you know, then I got to ask for extension cords to plug in all my equipment around their bedside. <laughs> yeah, you, you you would be a I, real. I have to take like, my own generator. You'd be a real pain in the ass. <laughs> That's why you don't get invited. That's why I'm like, perfectly fine with that. We don't have enough power. <laughs> <laughs> with all the crap he needs running for him to sleep. The Grammys are this weekend, and once again, showing how relevant they are. Uh, this is bizarre. Now, unless I'm missing something, but Chris Cornell and his cover of Sinead O'Connor and Prince's Nothing compares to you. Right. Is up for best rock performance. Didn't that happen like four years ago? More than that. He, he died in 2017. Is that how long ago he died? Yeah. Wow. Why would it now be up for best rock performance? I don't know. Was it just released? Because, no, it was available on YouTube We you know when, when he passed away. We were playing it at one point. Right. Strange. And the Foo Fighters making a fire. As long as, as well as ACDC's Shot in the Dark uh, for best rock performance. So if the Foos win, of course, they won't be there. Right. They'll have somebody, I guess, accept it for them. But uh, that Chris Cornell one is very odd. 621 Rock Mornings. If you're in uh, Mexico and you want to throw a, a party, the presidential, uh, presidential jet is uh, up for rent. Seems the previous Mexican uh, president splurged on this two hundred million dollar jet, <laughs> and the current Mexican government doesn't want it and is trying to sell it, but they haven't uh, gotten any takers. 
So this week, the Mexican president said to cover its upkeep, they're now making it available to rent out for things like weddings and parties. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, why not? It's unclear how much it costs to rent the presidential jet. We're just assuming the Mexican authorities will be flying the thing. I don't think they give you the keys. (laughs) You take it for a spin. (laughs) Have a go at it. Now, speaking of flying, oh, lucky. Top Gun. Uh Uh-huh. End of May, it's coming out. May 27th. Yes. It's circled. (laughs) Ready to go. I feel the need. (laughs) The need to avoid that movie. (laughs) Uh, You know, I loved the first one, as we all did. It was was terrific. Uh, You know, um... But, man, the trailer just has a cheese factor to it. Well, I mean, it's been, it's been a long time, it right? It has been, yeah. You know, it's been like 30, 30 almost 40 years yeah. now, 35 years since the original came out. Some of the trailer, you know, they, they, they touch on highlights from the first one. You see Tom cruising down or racing down the runway on his motorcycle chasing yeah. the jet and pulls that thing out again. Looks Goose, like they, Goose's son, I guess. Yeah, it seems too. that way, yeah. And uh, if anybody was wondering about Val Kilmer, he's in it, sort of, kind of. He's mentioned in it. He's mentioned, and they show a picture of him. Right. And I guess it's on his request that uh, Maverick comes back to train these upcoming kids. There's some kind of beach scene, as there has to be. This time, it's a bunch of women doing something, (laughs) running around. The men had their shot with the volleyball, and now it's the girls' turn, so. There you go. Now, it's a movie that uh, certainly I would think you could uh, introduce to the boys. Yeah, I think we've already watched. I think we've already watched the first Top Gun. I don't know if Christian's seen it. I'm pretty sure Evan has. We've been through a lot of the Tom Hanks Mm -hmm. movies, actually. He loves the Mission Impossible series. Tom Cruise. Yeah, sorry, Tom Cruise. But they can see Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, that's right. No, the uh, we've been through the Mission Impossible series, so I'm pretty sure he's seen Top Gun. If he hasn't, he's going to very soon. Yep. Has he seen Eyes Wide Shot? There's a a cruise movie you want to introduce him to. Everybody has been uh, piping in, chiming in, sharing their thoughts on the whole Oscar debacle and the the slap that went down on Sunday night. And uh, there's been some good conversation. There's been some, I think, interesting insight. But Jim Carrey was on CBS Mornings yesterday, and he spoke about it. And I thought his opinion on the whole thing was, was spot on. Take a listen to this. I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. There was some question today about if anyone else had walked from the audience and done that, they would have been escorted out by security or maybe even arrested. The police asked, asked Chris if he had to file charges. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He doesn't want the hassle. I'd I'd have announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is going to last a very long time. If you want to yell from the audience and disapprove or show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you you know, you do not have the right to to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. No, no, I agree. I, I think we all agree on that. I just thought, Jim, but, that it escalated to that. You but, know what I mean? That it escalated to that level. It didn't escalate. It came out of nowhere because Will has something going on inside him that's yes. frustrated. And I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I don't, I don't you know, mm-hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great things. But that was have not a to- good moment. It cast a, 
a pall over everybody's shining moment last night. You know, a lot of people worked really hard to get to that place and to have their moment in the sun and to, to get their award for the really hard work they did. And, a, and, a, and it, it is no mean feat to go through all the stuff you have to go through when you're nominated for an Oscar. It's a gauntlet of devotion that you have to do. And, uh, and you know, just it was just a selfish moment to cast a pall over the whole thing. You spot on. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. I really think it's the, the best insight into the, to the whole event. And, and from a man who's, you know, been on all sides of that as a stand-up comedian, you know, and having mm-hmm. to deal with, with heckling and people who don't take your jokes lightly or, you know, the, the decision to make jokes about people. An A-list celebrity for a very long time. Right. And, and one who's come under scrutiny before for his own struggles. Mm-hmm. That, that he's had and and uh, and has had to deal with it publicly. You know, I I think I'm at the stage now, and I've joked about this uh, many times in the past that uh, I've got a list of people that I can do without. Megan Markle is on that list. Right, yes. Tom Brady, people who just get under my skin and drive me crazy. I think I got to add Jada Pinkett Smith to that list. Will as well. No, well, here's the problem with the Smith family. I always, and I think many people are so shocked by this because I think we've always been under the assumption that Will Smith is a good guy. Yeah. And and you have to look at a, a person's entire life. And of course, it's a long life and we can make mistakes and we can apologize and we can move on. And I'm certain he will. He's a huge, powerful person in Hollywood. I'm sure this is not the end of his career. But um, uh, I always thought he was the one who was grounded in that family. I always found her to be over-the-top annoying, too opinionated on everything. You know, here's a woman who really is, in the grand scheme of things, not a very good actress, has been in, like, some mediocre TV shows, but has risen to this level because of the man she's married to. Mm. And those privileged children of theirs who chime on like they know and believe and understand and are teaching all of us about everything under the sun when you're 17 years old. (laughs) Relax. The ego on all of them seems to be way out of control. Well, you know, and listen, Will's uh, reputation has taken a massive hit. And and I think, you know, listen, a lot of people think they know Will Smith because they watched The Fresh Pints of Bel-Air. You know, you saw him break down in an episode talking about his, his father and his real life. And you feel, you know connected to him perhaps or at least empathetic in mm-hmm. one way uh, but you know the problem i had with that was not only it, it was the moments after it where you know when if you, if you look back at the clip when uh when sean combs when puff dad puff mm-hmm. comes out and says oh we're gonna settle this uh, back at the you know like family at the, at the mm-hmm. party the way will smith laughs and claps the over you know can't believe he won an oscar for the, the way he he laughed and clapped after that. It was just so over the top, uh, and uh, and just trying to, I guess, make amends for what had happened before. I don't know. It was. Yeah. Just, it just seems so awkward all the time. Yeah. And, and and you know, it was a a real revealing moment and not a nice one. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole. I mean, hopefully, it's all going to slowly fade in the background. I mean, we got the Grammys this weekend, so I'm I'm taking. Um, I got the over under on Pete Davidson and and uh, Kanye. <laughs> that's that slap yeah, 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 happening. Yeah. Yeah. I got my I got my I got my money on Kanye. <laughs> every time I go to the uh, the hospital or go to an emergency or something, every time I go in there and I see the terrific people that work in emergency, 
I applaud them because they're not only dealing with people who can be very difficult, but they're also dealing with people who are, you know, at their worst moments of their life in full panic for a loved one or they're very sick themselves. And to, to deal with that day in and day out has got to be completely draining. And I have always think the same of 911 operators. Oh. When someone calls 911, you know, you're usually at a very... Um, panicked and pivotal moment in your life. Somebody's having a heart attack. Something horrible has usually just happened. But other people call for things that aren't quite as tragic. (laughs) A woman decided to call 911 because KFC had shortened her chicken order. Oh, that's an emergency. You got to get on that. (laughs) That's a travesty. She, uh, She claims she paid for eight pieces of chicken only received four pieces. Right. She went back to KFC to complain, but the manager claims he was the one who packed the bag and he gave her the correct amount. She ended up her rant by saying, I want my chicken to the dispatcher at 911. Couldn't meet her halfway, eh? No. Nope. There's another couple of pieces in there. Give her a salad. Give her a Mac, a Mac salad. Right. Some more gravy. Now, I, I wonder with this, like, where's the, what, what's going on here with this woman? First of all, does she have nobody in her life to talk her down off this ledge? And two, if she's on her own, you don't need eight pieces of chicken. <laughs> Four's too much. Well, I guess she felt robbed in that situation. Sure. And wronged. And uh, and was not being helped by the manager in charge. Um, and wanted police to intervene because she was being robbed. I guess. You know, I, it, and, and this is... Not really to defend her in all of this, but I think part of the problem that happens many times is when you are not to call 911, you are told to call the non-emergency number. But who knows what the non-emergency number is mm. for police? You know, it's not, you know, many in Toronto be like, oh, it'll be 311. No, it, it's not. Mm. Like 311 is like Toronto, the city of Toronto services. Right. Uh, not police. And so it's it's an actual like nine digit phone number that you'd need to know. And you know, in this day and age, everyone's got a smartphone on them. You can easily Google the non emergency number uh, to call. But uh, you know, you got to imagine that person at nine one one has got zero patience for this kind oh, of thing for because sure. every time that phone rings, they're preparing for a crazy scenario about to happen that they are going to have yep. to play through. So when that crazy scenario is chicken, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and lack thereof, especially if they just took a call about you know somebody dying. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've heard this about police officers. Like somebody's been pulled over, and the cops been a little rough, or they feel like the cops been a little disrespectful to them. I'm like, well, maybe that cop just smeared a kid off the 401. Like, like, what do you know about where they're at that day? You know. If I was this woman, I would just, KFC would be freighter to me. I'd be all Popeyes or Mary Brown. <laughs> That's how I would handle it. Hawaii, lovely place. Not part of North America or any other continent. It's considered to be in the geographic region of Oceania. Right, yeah. It's the island nations. Mm-hmm. Tron, remember that movie from way back in the early 80s? It, yeah. It wasn't nominated for an Oscar for visual effects in 1982. Shocking because at that time it was so unique and different. But the Academy felt the producers cheated by using computers. Wow. So then Will Smith slapped them. <laughs> <laughs> and to think too, like to use a computer back in that like early 80s? Yeah. 
crazy. Like mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine posted an ad recently, like a computer for sale, and this would have been like like the early days of computers when like like Tandy was making right, computers, right. right? And I think it was like they had like like twenty megahertz of RAM, like two megabytes of RAM in it. It's crazy, right? Which now you know. A picture, yeah. You you would you couldn't even like fathom looking at a picture with two megabytes, and it would have sold for like thirty two hundred dollars more. I think yeah. it was like like almost like eighty five hundred bucks, right? Yeah, the equivalent of paying like like fifteen grand for a computer now, and and that was for like just minimal stuff. Yeah. Think of how many floppy disks Tron would have <laughs> taken to make that movie. What was it high school? We started, there wasn't even computer studies. It was data processing, right? Where you'd learn how to do the like the holes or the whatever the hell it was in the card. It was a whole. It was oh, like the, really? The, oh, yeah. It was the beginning of. No, I took the first like one of the first computer programming courses I took was actually based on like Turing, like Alan Turing, the guy who was uh, invented that machine to break codes. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it was Benedict Cumberbatch was the movie. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was it, it was unbelievable. Hmm. Like how that's how you like started the first par- processes of coding. Yeah, I can't. It, it seemed to me like it was like a like a like a punch card. Like you know when you'd have the the punch thing yeah, and the holes yeah. in it. And that's talking you, about. Yeah, I can't remember. I think uh, I had toys that used those. Mr. Winkler was the data processing teacher. That's all I remember because of Henry. <laughs> That's right. That's all I remember from that class. The red juice you see in a package of meat at the grocery store isn't blood. What? No, it's not. Pretty much all the blood is removed during processing. It's a mixture of water and a protein called myoglobin. Oh. Whatever that is. September 12th is a holiday in Russia. It's called the Day of Conception, where people get a day off of work to try to make a baby. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean like most people in Russia are born nine months after that? Maybe. You should move it up to like April 1st to settle them all yeah, down a little bit right, right now. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Arms down. We're going to have some loving here. <laughs> Is that like kind of like Valentine's Day, though? Like if you're the one who's not getting loving on that day? <laughs> you <laughs> you have to work? Is that like, you you got to carry, carry the floor. <laughs> you should, you're the lone guy sitting at a desk in the office. <laughs> Nobody's returning your texts or calls. <laughs> Olive oil is actually juice, technically fruit juice, since olives are a fruit. Give that one to the kids. Yeah, get them to drink that. Up. <laughs> Here's some fruit juice, kids. God. Uh, the most valuable company in world history is the Dutch East Indian Company, which shipped and traded spices, food, and, oh, yeah, slaves in the 1600s. Oh. They've removed that from their website. I think. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. No, we're just spices and food now. <laughs> spices and food. That's it. <laughs> what about now? No, 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 no. no. At its peak in 1637, it was worth the equivalent of $7.9 trillion in today's dollars. Wow. Yeah. The least famous host in the history of SNL was a 80-year-old woman. SNL ran a contest called Anybody Can Host, and this 80-year-old woman won. Really? She hosted December 17, 1977. Elvis Costello was the musical guest. You don't see her showing up on the highlight reel. <laughs> she's, she's, she's just behind Steven Seagal. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. Um, the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding competition has only had 16 different men win in its 57 years. The most famous, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. 
Guy's won it seven times between 1970 and 1980. That means out of 16, he took seven. Right. Well, no, no, no. It means one of the he's like one of the 16 guys who've won it. Oh, right. 16 right. different men. Yeah. But. Have won it multiple times, obviously. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Thank God you're here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, now you have something to a goal to aspire to. Now that you're into your training. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. You're riding, riding that rowing. rowing machine three times a week. There you go. You can you can be one. You can be the seventeenth guy to win it. Just as I get into rowing, don't they remove it from the Olympics? <laughs> I was I was dreaming of the day where that tight little outfit with the egg box, the whole thing. Uh, if you're not a fan of the mosquito, and really, who who enjoys mosquitoes? Well, you if you really hate them, there's two countries in the world you could move to. And they're roughly in the same part of the world. Iceland and something called the Faroe Islands. Okay. Mm, it's a bit of a mystery why, but it might be because the climate in both is uh, too variable and harsh for mosquitoes. Well, there's another thing Iceland's got going for A lot of vacation, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, w- Winnipeg is notorious for their mosquitoes, and it's horrible there weather-wise. Right. So you would think they would struggle with the extreme cold and all of that. Yeah, they get the, the heat and all the water there. I, think I guess the that's problem. it. And scientists now believe the Black Plague in the 1300s wasn't spread by rats. See, rats are like, finally. Whoa. Get that off our back. They believe it was spread by wild gerbils. Oh, no. Richard Gere says... <laughs> says, get my name out of your mouth. That's what he says. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.